Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets. Food for thought and for the imagination. We started mentioning yesterday about the origin of conflict. In its beginning, and of course all conflict has resulted from the rebellion of Lucifer, who then became Satan uh, in the very beginning. And from there, of course, uh, that battle was brought down to man. Man was tempted in the garden. And uh, Eve succumbed to it. Uh, Adam basically became a traitor and uh, treasoned the kingdom of God. And from there on, man has been and has been tempted. He has succumbed. There has been the battle, uh, basically, to destroy humanity as much as possible. God so loved the world that he sent his own son that whosoever would believe in him would be saved and basically not lost. Don't become a casualty in the battle of life. We also mentioned that the battle does take place in the area of the mind. It is a spiritual battle. It's not of, of flesh and blood. And, of course, this is brought out by the Apostle Paul in the book of uh, uh, 2 Corinthians in chapter number 10, uh, verse number 3 onward, where he mentions that this battle is not a, a carnal battle. It's not a physical battle. It's not with man, of course. The Apostle Paul also had made mention that this battle in the book of Ephesians is not against flesh and blood. The scripture says, for though we walk in the flesh, <clears throat> we do not war after the flesh. For though the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, having a readiness uh, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Now from here we gather that God has made preparation for us by providing a place of, uh, of, of his blessing, of, of his help, of his power, because he's the one that provides the weapons for us. The weapons of the blood, the weapons of his word, the weapons of the Holy Spirit. They're all, they're all just part of the arsenal that is given to the believer to do this warfare. <clears throat> so the battle takes place in the mind. It's not in the flesh. Now, there are casualties in every war. There are casualties uh, because of either... Lack of understanding of the battle, lack of instructions or information or intel, as they would call it. There are casualties uh, because some people just simply are not paying attention. They don't care. They have to be involved. Uh, their life depends on it and the life of others depend on it. Spiritually speaking, and many times physically also. So, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We have to, we have to understand that from the, the very beginning. We may think that our enemy is our next door neighbor, but in reality, the powers and the influences that are influencing the next door neighbor uh, 
have more to do with it than just the next door neighbor himself. Now, of course, there can be prejudices and biases that are developed in the mind and they become strongholds and no matter what. But still, the enemy is recognized as spiritual uh, as far as our battle is concerned. It's, it's not flesh and blood. Now, when we're talking about actual war uh, and going into war, whether it was Vietnam or Korea or First World War or whatever, well, there was a physical enemy to fight. But in reality, the powers, the principalities and powers behind uh, those individuals that caused or were involved in the wars that were taking human life, those are the ones that needed to be dealt with also, not just the actual battle on, on the ground. Now, we talk about individual casualties. Uh, Jesus taught that the axe is laid at the root. So let's look at that. The, we already looked at, uh, for, though we, we walk in, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Make that an an asterisk where you can uh, always think, okay, this this is a given point. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Our warfare, meaning there is a battle, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we're going to take down uh, uh, strongholds that have developed in our minds, uh, have developed in our lives, in our families, uh, in our homes, in our businesses or places of work, in our educational systems, financial systems. There are strongholds that have developed. These strongholds become similar and parallel to the strongholds that the Israelites had to deal with in their day and age. When they entered into the land of Canaan, they were going to find the walled cities of Jericho, they were going to find the walled cities uh, where the giants uh, dwelt. They were going to find the walled cities where all the enemies that needed to be rooted out of the land and destroyed uh, were going to be hidden. And of course, God showed that the walls could come down by having faith, by trusting God. Uh, they marched around the walls of Jericho. They blew the trumpet. They were silent up until that moment. And God, truly, the battle was his. He caused the walls to come down. And, of course, they were able to enter in. And almost always, without any casualties, they entered in and they were able to conquer the people. I say almost without any casualties. The next city that they went to go uh, take captive was Ai, and God had told them exactly what to do, how to do it. And some had disobeyed uh, when it came to conquering uh, Jericho. And they decided that they were going to pillage some of the things and keep them to themselves. Even the Lord had told them all belonged to him. So here, here is personal preparedness where these individuals decided they were going to do their own thing, their own way. And in doing it so... Uh, it caused and brought anguish, difficulty, and death upon the rest because they decided that they deserved, they decided that maybe uh, this was the way that it should be done 
And they didn't take into consideration not only what God had said, but what the rest uh, were going to be involved. And of course, we know that this man, uh, uh, he went and he took uh, of, of the gold and, and the clothing and hid it. And uh, it brought a curse upon the people of Israel. And in doing so, when they went into the next city, they decided that, well, hey, you know, we, we, we don't need God at this point. We can do it in our own strength. You know, just a, a, a few of us will go. And, of course, they had casualty. Uh, uh, men were killed because they were not ready for it. So there is a preparedness that is necessary. You just don't engage the enemy uh, head on without knowing what you're doing. We learned yesterday we have to know what his devices are, what his strategies are, what his plans and purposes are, how it is how that he is scheming against our lives. For that, we need intelligence. By intelligence, I'm talking about we need intel uh, concerning our enemy. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. He knows everything about our enemy. He knows where he's going to be, what he's going to be doing, what he's thinking, what he's saying, what uh, traps, what uh, uh, schemes, what snares uh, he has set up. Remember the Psalm 91, and uh, he'll deliver us uh, basically from the fowler. He'll deliver us from the hunter of our souls, and, and there is a special place for that, and that is under the shadow of his wings. Being in the presence of God allows us to be able to be prepared where we're outside with uh, meeting, let's say, uh, on one-to-one with the rest of humanity. And in there, we're going to find that the enemy presents himself in and through other people to come against us. And that is where the Holy Spirit's part is to help us to be able to discern, to know, to see. Many times, even ahead of time with a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or spiritual uh, uh, discerning of spirits, uh, to be able to avoid these snares. So in the whole process of it, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we cast down imaginations where we think we're not going to make it, we're going to fail. We cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God for us is that he has made us more than conquerors. He has made us victors. Uh, greater is he that is in you that, than he that is in the world. Uh, that he does have an end plan for us. And that is to do us good, to uh, give us life, to, to provide all these things for us. My my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory uh, 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 to give you the strength when you feel weak, when you feel exhausted, when you've come to the end of the rope, that you may be able to say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And then bringing every one of those thoughts into captivity to the knowledge and the obedience of Christ and having all readiness, being ready at every time to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 3, 9, and think not to say within yourselves that we have Abraham as our father. For so I say unto you that God is able to raise of these stones children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid 
unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth forth not good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. So right there, we see the battle scars of the casualties of those that are going to be rebellious, those are going to refuse, those are not going to change. And then let's look at something else. We have been translated into the kingdom of God according to Colossians uh, chapter 1, uh, verses 12 and 13 and 14 and onward, we have been translated into the kingdom of God of light versus staying and living in the kingdom of darkness. Well, it says in Matthew eleven twelve, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Notice that. It says they take it by force. Now, it's talking about those that get spiritually violent. Those that say, I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to be pushed by the enemy. I'm, 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 I'm not going to be restrained by him uh, telling me what to do and limiting my, uh, my abilities and even the words of my mouth. But I am going to literally cut whatever bounds and whatever ties that have put limitations on my life. And for the kingdom of God, it suffereth violence because the violent take it by force. In other words, we enter in and through prayer, we're able to do spiritual warfare to bring down the powers, the principalities, the spiritual wickednesses, that have controlled nations, that have controlled people's lives, families, uh, whether it's through curses, whether it's through physical disease, whether it's through economic oppression, whatever, all of these things can be brought down. So Jesus' words to us in Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us tomorrow as we continue to expound and expand a little bit more on spiritual conflict. In Jesus' name be blessed. Amen.